All right. This will be episode four of our podcasting. And we have Luke and, well, I guess our new one would be Luke, but we have David again and Ross. And we have Ryan, who is actually hosting it tonight. So I appreciate him. No problem. All right. So, first off, got some games going on right now. The NFL season. Um, who are your predictions of who either is going to make it to the Super Bowl or who will make a deep playoff run? I'm going to let Luke start this one. Say. And I hate to do this because I'm not just a huge fan, but I'm thinking that Kansas City makes another deep run. Their offense is on fire right now. Uh, they've got the best tight end in the business. Their quarterback seems to be unstoppable. And, and the running game, while not spectacular, seems to be enough to keep defenses honest. And that just opens up the passing. And they got deep threats with Tyree Kill. Um, they're just not really a a downside. And I'm not just saying that, Ryan, because of my fantasy football team is kicking your butt. But I've got, I've got to give it to them. That's my number one pick. Yeah, I would be surprised if they didn't finish in the Super Bowl. And other than that, uh, there's a few like key performances here and there. I hate to say it, but my Broncos are not, they're not making it out of anywhere. They're playing like Arkansas Razorbacks right now. So, and then on the other side, maybe Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still leading a, a great team. They're struggling a little on defense, more so than uh, Kansas City, but I know David's really excited to hear that. <laughs> Yeah. It's really the only two teams that I would say have much of a thing going for them at the moment. All right. David, what about you? Um, I would say uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I would say Buffalo. Because, like, okay. Josh Allen right now is kind of, like, on fire, so... He is on fire. Yeah. So, like... I would say deep playoff run, maybe second round, not Super Bowl contender yet. Don't know, but that would be a surprise. Um, I would, I would say Cleveland makes it second round, but not Super Bowl. Uh, maybe Pittsburgh, uh, New Orleans may make it. But uh, I don't know. Arizona's kind of been decent this year. Uh, maybe Green Bay, but I could be wrong. Really, I can. Uh, Green well, Bay's no. been struggling really bad on defense. And uh, last, was it Saturday? Yeah, yesterday. We shouldn't have won that game due to, you know, lax coverage. That's, you know, that's the one thing we struggled on in the second half is, you know, finishing the game. So, if anything, I don't think we make it 
uh, to the Super Bowl. Uh, but if anything, Seattle makes it or Tampa Bay. And I agree with you on the uh, the Buffalo. I think they do make a, a decent run. Their offense is, is killing it right now. Plus, you know, got my, my draft pick, Stephon Diggs, in there, and he's just – nobody can seem to guard him at the moment. He's racking up point after point after point. Ryan, right, what about you? Uh, I actually think you saw the Super Bowl um, tonight. I think it's going to be Kansas City and New Orleans. Okay. Uh, and the reason why is because Kansas City is just – their offense is – as another Broncos guy, it, I hate saying it, but their offense is just way too good. Well, yeah. Um, and then – I mean, but you look at the – you know, you look at – I think what you look at with like New Orleans – well, I think New Orleans would get into it – is New Orleans winds up losing tonight's game um, – 32 to 29, if I'm correct. Let me double check here. Uh, but pretty sure that was the case. Yeah, they lost it 32. They lost 29 to 32. And you, you have a Drew Brees who's been playing really well, but he's been out injured. So this is his first came back from injury. So he's a little bit rusty. I think they have some guys on defense that are out as well. And I know they've got some other guys on offense throughout right now. If you get all of them healthy, I think they make I think they make it to the Super Bowl. And I think there's a really good chance if they have a healthy roster again by the Super Bowl and if they're playing Kansas City, that they could potentially beat Kansas City there um, and everything. But I, I really I really do believe New Orleans has it. Uh, it's New Orleans to lose getting to the Super Bowl at this point. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, and for that's the NFC side. I just don't see anyone's defense on the AFC mashing up to Kansas City. I like the Bills. I actually really like the Bills. I think they're a great team. And yeah, their offense is playing lights out right now. But their defense is just, their defense at times can be a little bit suspect. So I don't, I don't trust them this year. If they can keep all the pieces in place and build up a little bit more for next year, I think they have a really good chance. But this is this year. So, I, I again, I really think we saw – I think we saw the Super Bowl matchup tonight, which kind, of, which kind of begs the question. And I was wondering this as I was watching the game. You know, you got to wonder if both these coaches, um, Peyton and um, – Reed. Reed. Are sitting there thinking – this is potentially the Super Bowl, and do you think they're giving their all, like with their teams, or do you think they're doing trying new, new plays and new strategies with these two, with these, in this game because they kind of think this will be, this could be potentially our Super Bowl matchup. Well, I was wondering that. I could see them holding back, thinking we don't want to show all of our cards because we're going to make a deep playoff run, and what things, you know, kind of on the aggressive side, what will work against that. Kansas City defense or against that New York or New Orleans defense that we can use when we meet them later. So I could see it. I also see this kind of as a, a, a trial period because these two teams have kind of pretty much wrapped up their spot. We know that they're exactly. there. And so what better time than now to really test out new theories, try new plays, yeah. see what's working, uh, work on trouble spots. Um, 
I know Ross hasn't really chimed in yet, but there was one team that I kind of, they're kind of, I think, wild card for sure. But that's the Ravens. Is like the, the Ravens? Yeah. They're on a three-game winning streak. They're they're hitting hot right at the right moment. And tonight, I mean, they're playing the Jaguars. And the Jaguars, while I like them, they – They've lost 13 in a row. Three years ago that their defense was ranked number one. I thought, okay, maybe this is going to be something special. And it was super underwhelming then. Yeah. It just has not changed since. So they're really the Ravens, but the Ravens got some potential there. I think like another like uh, wild one would be Miami with Tua at the front. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see like them winning upset, maybe uh, the first round or something. Like if they upset Pittsburgh, then go beat or go against Kansas, then you know, I kind of like that experience for Tua. Hey, I've never been. Know that that kind of pressure because playoff playoff pressures uh, in the NFL is a lot tougher than college. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, Ross, what do you think? For sure. We honestly haven't paying attention to uh, NFL football, so. Well, that's good. That's fine. <laughs> I know. Hey, everybody's got their own thing that they like. Uh, first off. The Jets upset the Rams to get their first win. Which potentially takes them out of uh, Trevor Lawrence territory. I know. Uh, the Jaguars, like we're talking about a while ago, you know, they've lost 13 in a row. But everybody's kind of said anything I've already been thinking. Like the Bills, the Bills could be, even though I feel like they're overshadowed. You know, they're a good team. They're 11 and 3. Um, they're winning some close games. Um, they're, they're playing well all around. They could be one to sneak in there. The Ravens, after being six and five or nine and five, and they're hitting. So it's pretty good. Now, one thing, the Cleveland Browns are nine and four. Now, the thing about them, even though they are nine and four, they have been outscored by 20 points this year. So some of the games that they've lost, they've really gotten beat. So I really don't know if their defense can hang with them on that side. But I don't know. I think the Packers are – I think their defense is okay. I think it can handle their own. And I I just feel like the Packers, the Saints, and the Chiefs, I feel like they can score at any moment. And when they don't score, I feel like they did a play they were just wanting to test out. You know, like when we're playing flag mm-hmm. football and we're like, here, let's just do this play. I feel like that's what they do. And they're like, oh, that didn't work out. We'll try again later. Like, I really feel like that those three teams can score any moment. And like tonight, like Ron was saying, maybe they were just saying, hey, let's let's do this deep threat play or let's do this run game let's find weaknesses and we'll plan for the playoffs because you know now it is different this year the number one team gets a bye week and everybody else has a game instead of the top two teams 
So there is more on the line with that, but I don't know. You know, I'm going to make another prediction here. (laughs) If the Kansas City Chiefs don't don't win, like if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, I'm I'm not going to say the Bills. I'm going to say what's going to happen is the team that's going to go to the Super Bowl is going to be the the Tennessee Titans, and they're going to go because Derrick Henry smacks somebody into next week. Like he did today? Yeah. He's just like going to run all over him. He shoved the mess out of that guy out of bounds. <laughs> uh, and if nobody saw that, you need to look up the video today of Derek Henry Damn. shoving that guy about five yards down on the ground. You know, I know, I know. I know they played Detroit, but I'm looking at their numbers right now. Tannehill went 21-27 for 273 and had three touchdowns. Henry had 24 carries, 147 yards, and one touchdown. They won 46 to 25, and they've won games like with pretty big scores recently. That might be a team to look at. Yeah. On the AFC side. <clears throat> now, you know, the, the Seahawks are 10 and four. They got the third spot, but I don't know. Their defense is just too vulnerable. I don't they're, trust the Seahawks. They're the worst. No. Worst pass defense league or team in the league. Your run defense isn't that great either. You're trying to outscore people. And the like even though they got Carson, I don't feel like Carson is he's not a Marshawn Lynch. And and today, you know, with them playing the the Washington no name team, they <laughs> like Tyler Lockett wasn't there, Metcalf, like they shut down the passing game. Like, they just were not effective. But, I don't know. I, I really think it's... Season. Do what, Luke? I feel like this season you've got... So it's almost balanced across the entire NFL. Well, yeah. Back because... through the records, you've got so many 10-4 and four teams... Or nine and five team, like it's really close for the middle of the pack, and usually that's true for some of it. But you've got like two or three elite teams that everybody kind of knows close to the beginning of the season. These two are going to be in. Are going well, to be well, let's think about this. It's really just the Chiefs that are kind of alone at the top of the pack. I think one of the best teams with a losing record is the Los Angeles Chargers. Their rookie quarterback, like mm-hmm. th- th- they've lost, they've been outscored by sixty-two points on the year, but their record is five and nine, and Herbert has had them there in almost every single game. You know, and I felt like they've been very, they've been great. You know, but I know I, it might be me being a little bit biased too. Like I feel like with. Playing with your third string majority of the year, I feel like Kyle Shanahan with the Niners could be up for coach of the year since he hasn't had anybody worth a darn for about 90% of the season. But So let's go on to the next part, just still with football, talking about college football. We've already talked about this once 
you have all the the bowl games being announced today, uh, the college football playoffs being announced. But your top four teams are Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Three of those four teams have played 11 games. Ohio State has only played six. And they get the same right to just step in there in the middle of the season and play healthy players and get to be, I think they started out as the fourth ranked team in the nation, I think. Not too sure about that. And now they're in the football playoff after struggling in their championship game against Northwestern. A very good Northwestern team at that. But but then you have Cincinnati who is eighth and they're, they're ninth. But like I saw a picture on Facebook, Texas A&M coach uh, Fisher talking about how they've had to play an all-SEC conference schedule. And, you know, everybody begs to differ. SEC is the best conference out there. But no non-conference games, no cupcakes, straight SEC. And Texas A&M has went one loss. And they're not being looked at for the top four. You know, in Notre Dame, what was the final score of the Notre Dame-Clemson last night? 31-10, I think. 31-10. And that shows you the difference that Trevor Lawrence made from the previous match they had. That was, I think, a close game, but Trevor Lawrence was out because of COVID. And now he's in the lineup, and so it shows you how vulnerable they were and how good he is. And they deserve to be there. Because I was thinking, well, they're going to lose – and they're going to get kicked out, and it's not, you know, they're not fully healthy. But I don't know. So another thing on top of that is what about so, – well, let's just start with that. So what are your topic on or thoughts on only playing five or six games and still getting the same credit as the ones that played – 10 or 11 games. I can't fault them for the games that they missed so much, but it is a bit annoying. I think I I think maybe I'm more annoyed that maybe Notre Dame is in it than Ohio State's in it. I've never in my life know myself to root for Texas A&M and I wind up rooting for Texas A&M this week because I mean they have played really well um, and if Texas A&M was going to choke I wanted them to choke on their own accord not on someone else's accord uh, but I'm I, I'm not a fan of the I'm not a fan of the bottom two teams like I get Clemson being there you can't argue Alabama being there at all uh, but I would not have gone with Notre Dame and Ohio State, probably. Um, I think there's a, personally, I would have gone Texas A&M. And while I know this is an unpopular opinion amongst other college football fans out there, I would have given it to Cincinnati. Because they they won their college, they won their conference championship, they played more games, and they went undefeated. Yeah. And there's this, you know, what was that? I was going to say the same thing. Like, if, if I'm faulting anybody, I'm not taking Notre Dame out because they played 11 games this season. 
Yeah. They went 10 and one, which is still four more wins than Ohio State. And I know Ohio State only played six. And like you were saying, you can't fault them just because they had struggles with COVID and all the new regulations and all that kind of stuff. But they, well, they just didn't play enough. Like, how do you know that you're one of the top teams in the nation when you didn't give yourself enough opportunities to fail? Yeah. Well, the, they the were one game away from actually having their key, their season canceled. Well, that's the thing with like, and, and it was out of their control, you know. So, like, their conference said we're not going to play, just like the Pac-12 and all those other conferences. But when like the SEC and all them said we're going to play, and then they played for about three or four weeks, it's like, oh, oh, they're playing. Oh, hey, let's just jump in the middle of it, you know, like. I felt like you should just try it. If it didn't work out, then it didn't work out. Well, Randy, you and I are teachers, and it's kind of like if you have a student transfer in halfway through the nine weeks, like, are they still able to get an A in the class? Yes. But are you going to name them as your student of the year? Probably not, because they didn't complete the course like the students that started the year with you. And maybe that's wrong on my part, but... That's the illustration I could think of at the time, but I, I don't know. If you look down the rankings a little bit, and I'm a, you know, I'm an Arkansas State fan, uh, and so I can't help but cheer for a Sun Belt team. And down there at number twelve is Carolina Coastal, and they went eleven and zero in their season. Mm-hmm. Not the same conference, but they're in the top twenty-five too. Why not give them a shot? But, you know, I just look at Ohio State's schedule. Like, they blew out everybody. The only ranked team they played was Indiana. Very good Indiana team. They beat them by seven. And then they struggled until the fourth quarter of Northwestern. But they played Michigan State. They played Rutgers. They played, like, even Penn State. Penn State's not the Penn State of before. Penn State... Yeah, they're just not where they were. I, I, I have a theory, and it is just a theory um, that eventually, I, I think there's going to be a pendulum swift in a way, and that these group, group of five schools are. I just keep feeling like at some point the group of five schools are going to start overtaking you know the quote-unquote power five schools Uh, and by that I mean you know you're going to start seeing more talent potentially going to the group of five schools because there's a lot of group of five players in the NFL right now yeah um I mean there's you know sometimes it feels like if you want to be a good quarterback or a good NFL quarterback go to a group of five school uh, (laughs) or a good wide receiver but that's just that's just one of my theories but like you take like a you take like Cincinnati, and let's say they had their schedule part of their schedule next year, this year, like if everything went off as a hit, and they had their part of their schedule next year, and they went undefeated, how do you keep them out of it? Because one of their one of their opponents next year, if I'm correct, is next year, one of their opponents is Arkansas, and you know Arkansas of course has been bad, but you know, good chance that Arkansas is going to be 
a lot better next year than they were this year. I'm not saying, you know, championship run or anything like that. Be but let's worse. say, what'd you say? It can't be much worse. That's true. That's what I'm saying. But like, they're going to most likely be an improved school or improved team. And let's say Cincinnati beats Arkansas and they go undefeated. Then how do you say, well, your schedule wasn't good enough to, you know, get into the playoffs? And it's like, but we beat an SEC school. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's still an SEC school, you know. So, you know, how do you how do you take away from that? I, I think at some point, ultimately, I think what's going to have to happen is the playoffs are going to have to expand. Um, I think it's got to be more than just four teams. Yeah. Well, well, bouncing off of that real quick, you know, and I know we're, we're in an awkward time with all this COVID and stuff like that, but – I, I'm having a hard time in the first place. I've always had a hard time with a team that's six and six making it to the bowl game. But seeing my my Vols make a bowl game with a three and seven record, I, I'm just having a hard time with that. As much as I want them to play and win and get more games in, you know, it's all fine and dandy. But I'm just kind of like, I would rather it just be a playoffs. Let's just take the top 25 teams or 26 and make it, you know? Like, it's too much about publicity and sponsorships, having these Tostitos or PlayStations and and the Gaylord Bowl, all those names, just so your name is in there so you can run those commercials. Let's just, you know, because I, I know there's like 119 Division One teams. but 16 teams. Like, do a four-game playoff to a national champion at the top 16. Like I, I feel, I feel like there should be an expansion too, Ron. It's just like the playoffs has been really good, but you know, you could have, you could still have those bowl games because we still have, you know, the Sugar Bowl or whatever being one of the playoff games and the Peach Bowl being one of the playoff. You know, we still have those games, and then the Rose Bowl is a national title. You know, so we could still have all those bowl games, and then they just dwindle down, kind of like March Madness or yeah. NFL. I'm I'm actually uh, regarding the bowl games, like the non um, the non championship bowl games this year. I'm I'm for them, and it's for this reason alone. Um, it's the extra practices that we get like the teams get and it's the extra, you know, it's those extra looks that the guys get. Like, I, I'm just, you know, since Arkansas is my team, I'm going to use them as an example. Uh, one of the things that I would like to see Arkansas do in their bowl game, and I'm not saying don't try to win the game, but I would like to see the whole first half go to the, go to Felipe Franks and the whole starting, the, the starting unit on both sides of the ball. And then like the third quarter go specifically to um, to uh, KJ uh, KJ Jefferson and like let him run the offense have their second team defense in there um, or or mix it up like that and then the and in the fourth quarter I would like it to go to um, Malik Hornsby as the quarterback and then have all the other players that you can play or mix it up and let them play so I think it gives you I think what you what the what the coaches really need to look for this year is just who can play on the field, what what can we look like, and getting those extra practices in. If this is a normal year, 
and we have the we have the season we had, and it'd be like, well, you know, we don't get a bowl game. <laughs> but since since they're just kind of since they're giving them away like candy this year, I think you know, use it to your advantage. You know, see see who's going to be see who's going to play next year. The people that you didn't get to say you didn't get to see play this year, or that we didn't play a lot this year. Um, and that's what I would say for like every other team too. You know, take um, Tennessee. You know, play their young guys. I think, didn't y'all just start a new quarterback this past week? Uh, last couple weeks, yeah. Okay, you know, he definitely needs another game, and you, you know, to see how what what next year is going to look like. And he hasn't played bad at all. At least I, that's what little I've seen. He hasn't played horrible. So, I I, I like it for that reason uh, this year just because they get the extra practices and they get that extra, you know, game time thing. But you, yeah. for it to matter, both teams have to at least still try to win the game. i got two thoughts on that, Ryan. Uh, the first one, I don't think you're going to get both sides to agree to that. So yeah. Arkansas does pull their starters. The other team's going to take advantage of that. Yeah. My second thought is, like in high school basketball, what you'll see is one team will get a big lead and then they'll start substituting in their second round. So if Arkansas was ever able to get a significant lead and borderline be able to keep it, you know, past the third quarter, then that might be the time to really start doing that. Or more likely, and I'm I'm not dogging Arkansas, but more likely they're getting beat by a lot. And if I'm down, you know, five, six touchdowns, it's time to try something else. I'm going to on that one. Yeah. I think there's only one way. They're playing TCU, which TCU's actually had a pretty good year, if I'm correct. Uh, I think there's only one way they're getting beat by TCU a whole lot, and that's um, that's if we that's if they if that's if they attack one person on defense. <laughs> so Missouri, which Missouri did. Yeah, they attacked our new guy. <laughs> they were able to just run away with that game. But I, I, that's my, I like it. I, I, I like it for this year. Uh, the the potential, you know, what it can mean for the teams and everything. Yeah. Ross, do you got anything? I mean, you guys pretty much said it. You know. Um, I don't particularly like that. I don't particularly like the idea either of a six and and0 team, even though it is Ohio State, being in the being in the playoff. And clearly, there's some some better options there. Uh, whether, like I said, both Cincinnati and Texas A&M, uh, I just don't think they really earned it. I mean, that, like I said, it's not their fault. It's not all, you know. There's. A, I, I, I really do wonder if, if a coronavirus didn't exist, what this season would have looked like. I know. Uh, you know, and but I mean, there's just no way to know that, you know. Um, but it is, you know, it is what it is. We don't make the decisions. Um, it'll be, I mean, it'll be still be interesting to watch, you know, because if Ohio State does end up, you know, making it. Uh, to the championship game, and actually, maybe maybe if they end up winning, then you you know okay, and you see why they you know maybe they did earn it, maybe they you know they should have been in the playoffs, but if they get whooped, you know we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, we'll be saying the exact opposite. You know, um, I was actually really surprised to see 
you know, Arkansas and Tennessee make bowl games, like, because they're both three and seven. Yeah. Well, they said at the beginning of this year, if I'm correct, that, you know, every team's eligible for a bowl game if they want it this year. Um, but, like, but, yeah, on the opposite hand of that, I was just like, okay, well, I mean, after this season and after, you know, they're in front of us, I think it's pretty cool they giving everybody that opportunity to play a bowl game. Um, you know, because, you know, my and then my first thought was like, you know, they did go three and seven, but they didn't get absolutely trounced this year. You know, much much improvement as we saw from Arkansas from the past uh, what six seasons, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, so maybe they earned it. Maybe they didn't. You know, in a in a regular season with no COVID, they probably don't go to a ball game playing. You know, playing three and seven. They don't. You got to have six wins to be eligible in the first place. Yeah, yeah. but like I said, you know, as, as a Arkansas fan and a, and a and a Red Bull fan, you know, I mean, living in Jonesboro for the past ten years, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see these teams have that. How they, you know, especially this year, how Arkansas progressed, how the major improvement that uh, that happened with Sam Pittman coming in and just. It's almost like they did a 180. Not quite, but, you know, they still got a long way to go. But I think they're they're in the, what, top 20 for recruiting this year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's, you know, that's coming from, like I said, a school that for the past six years has just done nothing but go downhill. Um, Just an absolute train wreck, you know, and still being this year, you know, being in the top 20 in, in recruiting, you know, uh, Arkansas State, you know, they they haven't – they didn't do that that well this year. But, uh, you know, we got uh, – crap, what's the guy's name? Butch Jones. Rick Anderson. Butch Jones. Yeah, I got Butch Jones coming in. I mean, that's a that's a huge – that's a huge score for Arkansas State. I mean – I actually want know, to talk about that a little bit more in a moment. Uh, yeah, me too. You know – I think it's – I like it. And I love, I love the idea. I mean, where he's coached at and what he's done. I mean, I think it's going to be a real – now, if he, now, the only if he'll stay for more than one year. Uh, well, the only thing I got to say with knowing him being at Tennessee is he's a great recruiter, and he has a lot of passion. But himself and the people that he hires, he doesn't know how to produce and make them better. Like, there's numerous players that played with him at Tennessee or played with for him at Tennessee that are in the NFL. He didn't play Alvin Kamara. Well, that's another thing. Alvin Kamara that's, is that's, probably that's, one of the best running backs in the league, all-around running backs. And he was the backup the whole time. There are some defense linemen. There are some cornerbacks and even linebackers that are in the NFL that start and are talked about as not the best, but the top of their position. And with that, you, you should have think that we would be in the SEC championship every year with that kind of talent. And we had top 15, top 10 recruiting classes, I think. I know it was top 15. And we just, like, our, our best thing was – Josh Dobbs, and we didn't know how to make him better. We had Jalen Hurd, who we let go to Baylor and become receiver, and now he's on the practice squad for the Niners. 
And then we have John Juwan Jennings, who should have the ball thrown him like every play. But but I think it's going to be good for Arkansas State. The yeah. thing about Arkansas State's performance this year, I can't help but wonder if they knew early on that Blake Anderson was considering another position because you find typically that teams don't perform as well when they know the coach is not sticking with them anymore, you know? Yeah. Just, their focus is not on the game anymore. It's on the fact that they're losing this coach that they've grown to love. And, some, and a lot of these players have played for for four years of their career. And now he's, you know, he left a big impact and he was a great coach at Arkansas State, kept us in bowl games and uh, top of the conference most of his years there. And you can't help but wonder if that such a change this year because he was leaving. It now, could be bad. Jones. I hate to see my team go downhill just because the coach is leaving. Well, I was thinking too, maybe – like, I, at first when I heard he was leaving, I didn't know he was taking another job until, like, later on that day. And I was thinking maybe he's stepping away from the game because of his family. And it's been too much and his focus on football, you know, or maybe this is just a fresh start. This is just where he's going. Uh, yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, dude, Anderson, he was, he was a cog in this community, man. Like, he <sighs> – I mean, I've I, I met the guy a couple times. You know, it's a, John's World's not huge, but uh, I, I mean, I remember yeah, going into a, a restaurant one time and I just kind of glanced at him and he, he kind of gave me a head nod like he remembered who I was. Like, he's like, I've seen yeah. him around. You know, I mean, he was personable. You know, he loved this town, he loved the team. And even after his wife passing away, and I think he took like, what, one or one game off, maybe? even that uh and then he was back on the sidelines you know because that's what his that's what his wife was his wife was the team mom yeah uh, you know <clears throat> so but him being in this town you know i know he loves jonesboro i mean in that the uh conference or the, con- yeah, the conference with the uh, utah uh he talked for like for three minutes about jonesboro and and it was nothing but good about Jonesboro, you know. So I I think it was more or less he needed a change of scenery. He needed to change. Yeah. He needed. You're like you said. He needed a fresh start because this is where his wife died. And maybe and like I said, Luke said maybe maybe at the beginning of the season I think he kind of knew like this would probably be his last season. But I don't think that he took his mind off of football. I don't think he took his mind off the team. I think he's just. Was kind of, it came to that point where it just, I don't know, it just wasn't working anymore. Uh, it did the best it could, you know, under the circumstances. Yeah. You know, I can't, I, you know, I, I couldn't sit here and tell you what it'd be like if my, if my wife died, uh, how well I'd perform. Uh, for, you know, uh, I, I wish, I mean, I, this whole town, this whole city wishes him the best of luck uh, in his next job uh, in Utah, in Utah. So, but like I said, Butch Jones, I, I think he's a great hire, especially for Arkansas State. You know, as long as he's on the You know, yeah. Uh, kind of where wonder, I haven't heard where Malzahn's going yet. But I know where he's going, but I ain't going to say it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, 
uh, Anderson had had Arkansas State. Like said, like we said, he he had him up there. I mean, we skirted the top twenty-five a couple times. Uh, Still had the best two. I think it was two seasons that we had the top passing game in the entire country. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, there's another one too. Ryan mm-hmm. Apple's coming back. Their yeah, offense, Arkansas State's offense. A lot, most of the games this year is just firing on all cylinders and through the air just dominates defenses. But our defense on the other side can't support it. It's like Kansas City, except Kansas City actually has a defense. You know, another another booster, I think, for Arkansas State is going to be uh, Ryan Applin coming back. He's coming back to coach as a running backs coach. Now he's a quarterback. He was a quarterback, but – uh, anyway, so you know, I like he, Ryan Applin. He he took man that dude that dude he was a good quarterback. Uh, well, he might as well be a, a running back too because half the time most of it, I'd say a fourth of his scores were on his feet. He could throw the ball and he was dangerous that way. But he, yeah, so that's a, that's going to be another just kind of a, a recur, you know a lift up for Arkansas State having a, you know. A, Alumni who was very successful as a quarterback. I mean, uh, for Arkansas State, he was there all the way up to my junior year of college, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, good dude. I mean, just solid player. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of success at Arkansas State too. I personally, I personally hope so. Uh, you know, but anyway, back to the, you know what we're really talking about. Uh, you know. It is what it is. You know, this, this season, I personally believe, you know, it's going to have an asterisk on it because, it's, you know, it's a COVID season. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know what you what you could say about it if it didn't happen uh, or COVID didn't exist. Who would who would have been in the playoffs after a yeah. full season? Uh, would Arkansas still be three and seven? I, you know, would Tennessee still be three and seven or would they be one and – one in ten, I, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, just let you know. At this point, let them play, you know, because it's been it's been rough on everybody, uh, and enjoy it. I mean, because for a little while there, we didn't even know if we were going to have football, uh, and I, I'm for one glad we did because it's been fun to watch. Uh, it's been great seeing Arkansas's improvement, Sam Pittman <clears throat> at the helm. Excited to see what's going to happen going forward. Excited to watch the playoffs. Getting a little tired seeing Alabama and Clemson, but you know that's always a always a fun game to watch. Somebody's got to knock them off. You know. Yeah. Well, let me let me stop you there. Uh, Going to our next subject for the night. First off, I want to ask this before there's any spoilers. Does anybody watch the Mandalorian series? Oh, heck, yes. All right. David, what'd you say? I've seen it. Seen it all. You, you've seen them all. Yeah. Uh, have you seen them all? Of course I've. I know Luke has. Uh, yes. Ross, do you watch? Do you really watch Mandalorian, Star Wars stuff? Uh, I've watched. Uh, me and Will. Me and Will started watching it. Watching the Star Wars movies, and uh, of course, I got married, moved out. It's and the best show on television. Just gonna tell you, even without any Star Wars background. You could watch The Mandalorian and love it. Show. All right. You don't have to have a deep connection to Star Wars to enjoy The Mandalorian. It's not this. So good. You'll get more out of it 
if you've watched Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I've seen most all the movies, too. so I mean, I, I get the gist of what's going on. So, but it's just a standalone series, it's wonderful. So, it's Ross, so are you okay? I've been told that the, that the Mandalorian is like that. You don't have to have to watch the movies really, do you? You don't watch it. Man, what right a good show! Now, I won't say that every episode is my new favorite. You know, as soon as it comes out, there's some episodes that I was kind of like, all right, this plot line was super duper predictable. Some of them, I'm like, eh, they could have left that one out. But overall, man. So, Ross, are you nice. planning on watching it? Do you? Uh, you know, at some point. At some point, I'll watch it. So you want us to keep spoilers to ourselves right now? By the time, honestly, by the time you guys, I do watch it, I'll probably forget what we talked about. <laughs> okay, so you're okay with that if we talk about it for a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so if anybody is listening, so spoiler alert, if you... Love Mandalorian, since uh, this podcast is probably going to air either tomorrow or the next day. I would say quit listening right now or wait about five or ten minutes to join back in. Um, I heard about the last episode accidentally because I was telling Luke this. It didn't say spoiler alert, but it talked about Sebastian Stan, who there was a picture of him, his face, photoshopped, several years ago with Luke Skywalker's hair and them saying here's Luke Skywalker here's Sebastian Stan tell the difference and you really couldn't and right then that got everybody going to he could play a young Luke Skywalker so I understand he's doing which we'll get into this here in a little bit uh, you know he's doing the Winter Soldier and uh Falcon TV series but seeing Luke Skywalker come at the end of that last episode I thought was great if they there's rumors that Luke Skywalker plans on being in the upcoming third season which sucks that it comes out next Christmas but I'm like okay you've already got him tied to Disney have him just film a couple things without using CGI that's that's my thought on that, because uh, yeah. he, he looks just like him, and I think he's even talked about it. That if uh, if not, I'm reading somebody saying they would like him to be it. But I thought that was awesome. I hate that I already knew it was coming, because I I kind of knew, but it was still exciting for me watching that last episode. But I've really enjoyed the Mandalorian. I'm excited about the little. Um, the little clip during the credits of uh, Boba Fett taking his little throne. Let me ask you about that. Is that right. supposed to be hinting toward a spinoff? It is. No, no, that's, it is. It's going to be a spinoff. Because it says coming 2021. Yeah, I saw that part, but I didn't know if they meant they're going to now continue, you know, following kind of both storylines. Oh, yes. They plan on, they're doing what? What's it? Ryan, you might know, or David might know. The Book of Boba Fett. Well, no, I'm talking about, like, all the different spinoffs. There's going to be that, and then there's one with, uh, what, Knights of the Republic or something? Oh, no, uh, Rangers of the New Republic. That's it. Yes. Like, they're going to have all these different spinoffs. And I feel like like they're supposed to be also doing a movie based on a Lando. Rogue Squadron. Oh, no, that's going to be a show. Oh, is it a show? Okay. So, like, they have all these things given, like, the basis of... So it's not just like 
you know, so you know. To wait for next Christmas, you may be able to get your Mandalorian fix. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so mad. Open so. Now on the other, on the flip side of that coin, I'm gonna have trouble keeping up with it because, you know, there's you know it's like reading your favorite book. Okay, well if you're only reading one series at a time, it's pretty it's hard to wait sometimes for the next book. But you you get one stream of consciousness through that series, and now with at least three different series spinning on this one it's like almost like trying to start another series with some of the same characters and then a third series with some of the same characters and try to follow all the past which yeah excited but i have limited brain space too (laughs) yeah there's only so much that can go into that's right all right so i think uh, the one thing i'm looking forward is uh the ahsoka series and obi-wan They're four part one series and the Bad Batch. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, some people want to you know forget about the prequel or the first three episodes, whatever. But you know, I'm excited about the Obi Wan series. Uh, Hayden Christensen is supposed to reprise his role as Darth Vader for that. You know, I like that they're still sticking with the same characters. You know. Yeah, but then there there becomes a problem though. Really. What? Because, you know. We all know that you know, James Earl Jones does the voice, right? Yeah, does the voice. But really, you could just put anybody in the suit and you will think it's, you know, Hayden. That's like the problem. Some people disagree bringing him back and some just want him back. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, it's iffy. Well, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting Hayden back, you know. I feel like... He's confirmed coming back. Yeah. I know. I. It's just that, you know, some people didn't like his acting as Anakin, but oh. it's not his fault. It's, you know, bad screenplay, the writing. Well, you know, that's like with a lot of movies. You know, when you have a, a hit movie come out and then the, the sequel comes out, everybody wants it to be better than the last. And this movie might be just as good, but your expectations, it's not good. You know, just, it's just how you took it. And so I think that's where some of it is, you know, a lot of people's opinions, you know, even on, you know, the movie seven, eight, nine, you know, they think, oh, this is how it should have ended. Okay, well then you go write a screenplay. You know, they might've thought about that and they didn't know how they would connect everything or, things like that but like, I say Daisy Ridley's character wasn't even developed like you know they were just taking it on the fly they didn't really have a backstory for Ray. they were like well you, you could be Palpatine you could be a, you know Kenobi you could be this and that and then they were like well and the mid shoot they're like well you're a Palpatine like that's not you know planning ahead yeah. and having a good backstory. That's just kind of like, hey, well, we're budget thinking, but we also have the thing on the fly as well. That's, you know, that's why most of that seven, eight, and nine weren't that good. Well, most people's opinions, one, two, and three, weren't that good either. And they did have planning and backstory and that kind of yeah. stuff. It's not always uh, just because you planned it. You know, it's... Uh, Sometimes when you plan stuff, it still turns into crap. Yeah. 
But like you're talking about the third movie being better with Hayden Christensen in it. But I mean, are we comparing that to four, five, and six? Or are we comparing that to one and two? Because comparing it to one and two, the bar was kind of set low anyway by that comparison. So it's not hard for him. And I thought his acting was great. I didn't have any issue whatsoever with him. I thought he did a great job in the third movie. And in fact, I looked forward to the third movie. The first two weren't my favorites, but I still liked them, I guess. But the third one, that was such a, a good performance by him. Like I felt like he really fell into that role. And kind yeah. of fell the third movie is my favorite movie of all of the Star Wars movies. Plot-wise, it is possibly the most complex. Yeah. There's so much dramatic character change in that movie. Not just his character. Like, most of the characters changed. Like, that's the critical moment. So, I think they... I think it, may, it becomes very easy for that to be one of the better movies because there's so much content to it. All right. Guys, uh, we got about five or ten more minutes, so I'm going to hit on something. We'll go around and try to get everybody's little opinion. So, the other day, they started releasing trailers of all the Marvel Cinematic Universe television things, uh, movies. Um, so, if you have a preference, I'm, I want you to give some some of your movies that you're interested in. And then if you know about any of the television series that are coming on Disney Plus, release one of those that you're interested in. I'm still excited about Black Widow. Um, I think I'm super, super excited about the new Spider-Man movie with the whole plan with the multiverse coming in and them having all the different Spider-Mans and Doc Ock and all those characters because that even sets up for a Sinister Six movie that they're hinting at at the end of Spider-Man 1. Um... I'm curious about the Thor movie. Um, I'm a, like, I don't know. I'm just still excited just seeing all the stuff come up about Black Panther, how they want to move on from, I don't mean this in a bad way, but move on from Chadwick Boseman's character and focus on the characters in Wakanda. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm really looking forward to Spider-Man. The more news I hear and the more pictures I see about certain people being on set that were from previous Spider-Mans. Um, the cinematic television series, I don't know if anybody has seen any of the previews, but the WandaVision trailer looked pretty cool. The Falcon and Winter Soldier, those two guys together look like they have a great chemistry. Uh, the Loki series looks like that's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm excited about Miss Marvel. That storyline looks pretty good. And, that you know, they're having um, some Guardians of the Galaxy series with uh, Groot. Um, that's supposed to be pretty cool. Hawkeye's getting his own series with his daughter. And then Ironheart, which is a spinoff kind of Iron Man. And there's been talks about Robert Downey Jr. reprising his role in that series. So, so we'll go, Ryan, what, let me get, what are you excited for? What are, what's something concerning you? Anything, movies and television or both? Well, no, I'm excited about everything. Like every little thing. 
I'm not really concerned about any of the stuff because in Feige we trust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I, I'm super excited about it. I'm probably, as of right now, other than Spider-Man, I'm probably most excited about Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, because I think Doctor Strange... I don't remember what comes out first. I don't. If Doctor Strange comes out first, it's so planned to be out in March of 2022, and Spider-Man, I think, is being told right now December of 21. Okay, so I know WandaVision, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange are going to be the. They're going to kick off the multiverse, and they're going to also. And through that, we're going to get mutants. So we're going to, you know, one of those, one of those will either heavily imply or I think Doctor Strange will be the one that actually gives us mutants. So I'm super excited about that. I think that's probably the most intriguing movie that's going to come out. Um, And I say that even I know Spider-Man's doing it. I know Spider-Man's doing what Spider-Man's doing and everything. um, But that's not, you know, that's, eventually ultimately that's going to be about spider-man and what i mean by that is you know that's i think that movie is going to either be a backdoor out of for spider-man out of the marvel cinematic universe and into the sony universe or it's just gonna it's gonna bring all them together but that's gonna be the spider-verse stuff so i'm I'm excited about that but i'm just really excited excited about dr strange and the multiverse of madness and the next thor movie because thor uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is going to have Christian Bale in it as as uh, the God Butcher. Yes. So I guess I'm like, I was, I was on board as soon as they said Christian Bale a couple months ago, and then when they found when they finally said who who's going to be, I was hoping it was going to be the character he's playing or Beta Ray Bill. And so that's that's when I'm I'm excited about those movies. All right, David, you got any preference? Uh, Venom two. Uh, Morbius I don't know if that's going to come out anytime soon but I've heard it's out in 2021 yeah um I don't know like I want to see Uncharted but you know we're talking about superheroes uh, um, well I did like some of the screenshots from the set of Uncharted yeah, uh, I want to see Halloween Kills and The uh, Conjuring 3 because uh, I've seen 1, 2 so I figured, you know, finish the series yeah. um, What else? Um, Black Widow uh, I mean, in terms of of you know female super solo superhero movies they not they haven't been as great like as Wonder Woman did so I'm, I'm just hoping that Black Widow succeeds like Wonder Woman um, you know that's one of the things I'm looking forward to yeah um, I think that's pretty much it. All right, Luke. Well, 
my main one is Black Widow, and it's all coming down to one question for that. And I want to know what happened in Budapest. <laughs> That's the thing I want to know because they haven't ever addressed it. I know they keep talking that about the that. Thing. It's very we remember it very differently and that was it so that's the main reason i want to see that um and they have a movie called budapest that's all they need is a movie yeah and all it's got to do it could be five minutes long and just explain what happened and i would be oh (laughs) it makes sense now yeah okay i get it that is very different than the way he remembered it here here before you before you go on here's what needs to happen they both meet up somewhere like listen I found tapes from the government of Budapest and they sit down, they watch the tape and they look at each other and one of them goes, oh, you were right. That's how it was. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, go, go ahead. So, I don't know, the TV series, I, don't get me wrong, I love Marvel and so I'll end up watching them anyway, but for the most part, it's the movies that I really yeah. look forward to. Uh, the Black Panther 2, I'm interested in that one just because I want to see you. Where they go with it. And what I am too. With um, and then you got a bunch of them that are coming up that in a few years, I mean, you're looking at some, some really good stuff. You know, there's another Avengers coming up. Um, kind of curious how that's going to go because Captain America seems to have hung up his shield or passed it on, I guess is yeah. the correct term. But, and being Captain America, that makes me sad. So, kind of interested to see how that goes. Is it, you know, are they going to pull in a new group of Avengers? Is Wolverine finally going to be on the team like he's supposed to have been? You know, they have the, you know, they posted a picture of the Fantastic Four logo. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Uh, but, you know, you have the internals and then what the new mutants. You have a bunch of those guys that were part of like the new Avengers. And this, you know, it's kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy. When that movie first came out, I was kind of thinking, really? That's not really like a main comic book that people would know. Mm-hmm. And then it's like one of the most popular movies. And so that, you know, that's some of these movies I'm kind of like, oh, I know uh, about the Legend of the Ten Rings because I've read comics and stuff. But there's some people that's not going to know that might not want to go see it or they will just see it just because it's Marvel. But anyways. Well, and David was talking about, you know, they're the leading female characters. So you've got some good ones coming up. You've got the Unstoppable Wasp. You've got Captain Marvel and the Valkyries. Um, so you've got some, some and Black Widow, obviously. So some really strong <coughs> superheroes to do their stuff. Uh, I like Doctor Strange, so I'm excited for his Doctor Strange, Illuminati. Yep. That'll put some rumors to bed, too. Um, but then you've got some other ones that I'm like, mm, I'll watch it, but I'm not necessarily just holding out for it. Like, yeah. To, on this list that I've got, it says Nova, uh, Namor, The Submariner, and Warlock. And I know all of those have been kind of mentioned before, or referenced to, or, you know, a cut scene was put in there for them. But really, it's just Black Widow. I got to know what happened in Budapest. Yeah. I'm excited about the rumor. I don't know if it got confirmed that uh, the guy who played Daredevil in the series is supposed to be reprising his role in the new Spider-Man. And see, we could do a whole show. So I liked how they're connecting the TV series with the movies. 
because I think all of the Netflix series that they did, you've got Daredevil, you've got The Punisher, you've got Iron Fist. I feel like all of those shows. Luke Cage. That they, yeah. Yes, Luke Cage was awesome if you guys did not see that. But all of those characters did such a great job. Like they almost better than what a movie could have done for them. And so I feel like they owe it almost to those actors actors to use them in the movies yeah see if you ever want to know especially the punisher i'm just gonna yeah if you ever if you ever want to know if like disney listens to the fans when they fan cast someone or they say we would like to see this person as the you know as my hope that charlie cox comes back comes back as daredevil falls squarely on the fact that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano because that was a fan cast her as Ahsoka Tano was a fan cast from like five or six years ago maybe even a little bit longer mm-hmm. and the, when they when they announced Ahsoka was going to be live action they brought her in as Ahsoka Tano they brought her into player so my hope is that just because of that Charlie Cox is going to come back as Daredevil which hopefully brings back most of the other cast as their characters as well all I can say is if like what else does John Bernthal have to do to earn the Punisher because he knocked it out of the park like he was the Punisher and now more than even the movie The Punisher which came out what back in 2004 I feel like he's earned the spot it's kind of like with Wolverine. Who else but Hugh Jackman could play yeah. Wolverine? Ross, what about you? Freaking all of it, man. <laughs> I'm excited about all of it. But what I'm most excited about, if I had to pick, I'm really excited about the Eternals. And that's my choice because oh, yeah, uh, I took a real interest. I've taken a real interest in kind of researching and studying where these guys came from. Yeah. And because, and reading up on it, uh, the Eternals uh, possibly uh, is going to have a, I don't know if, how much of a storyline it'll they'll play into it, but you're, you're talking about the Celestials too. And if you remember, you got a, we got a glimpse of a Celestial in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is mm-hmm. Esau, the, uh, the Searcher. Uh, when he, that big colossal figure that had the, uh, the Power Stone threw his hammer down and like evaporated the entire planet. Had like six eyes. He's huge. Okay. So uh, these guys are basically the creators of the Marvel universe with one above all being the top dog. So I'm really excited about possibly getting to get in a glimpse into the Eternals, the Celestials, and even Thanos. He was a uh, kind of a offshoot of an internal they called it, you know, for the, the Titan race. So I was really, I'm really excited about that. Uh, just Doctor Strange and the multiverse. I'm really excited about Spider-Man and bringing in Tobey Maguire and I forget the other guy's name, James Garfield. Uh, not James, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. That's present. Andrew Garfield. You know, bringing these guys in, so that you know, uh, just plays on the multiverse scheme, right? Uh, Black Widow, uh, Loki. I mean, you know, just all of it. The list goes on and on and on. And we're looking into 2025 for the next four to five years of movies and TV shows. Uh, 
that past, present, and future of the Marvel Universe, which is just super exciting. Because, uh, you know, for what, the past decade? Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've watched all these movies and now we're getting TV shows and even more movies that are going to explain uh, <laughs> things that, you know, we saw, but we didn't know exactly, like the Budapest, like what in the world, like if that does explain what happened in Budapest, which I think they will, uh, <clears throat> you know, Loki, what, what happened, what happened to Loki after he, you know, took the uh, Tesseract and disappeared? Uh, you know, yes. We're going to find out, and that's just, that's just super exciting to me. Did you watch the trailer? Get on that, he does not get on that ship with Thor this time. <laughs> uh, I died there. I'm not doing that again. Did y'all watch Hawkeye's the Loki trailer? His own Thor, Love and Thunder. I mean, just multiple. It's She-Hulk. We're in the She-Hulk. Uh, and then, you know, Black okay. Panther too. I'm really excited to see where they're going to take Black Panther after Chad, Chadwick Boseman's death. Uh, cause I, I don't know. Is there any update on uh, the character who plays Shuri? Uh, because I think she backed out, didn't she? No, she didn't back out. Uh, didn't back she out. Post, or I saw one post that was talking about in the comic that she took over after he passed or after he left. Yeah, uh, this would be the ideal situation where she could just step into that role. Yeah, and you're and you're, you're talking about great. female female leads. I mean, I, I think everybody in the Marvel Universe wanted to see her take over as Black Panther. I do. I do. I don't I don't know anybody who doesn't want to see her take over as Black Panther. I mean, I think Brandy in the comic book, she's the logical successor anyway. Yeah, uh, um, one of the theories, he went uh, into a coma or something. I forgot who put him in the coma. And so she ends up taking over. You know, and she's the, she's the genius behind the uh, uniform. Yeah, you know, she's anyway the technology she's all but running the country. Anyway. Yeah, I mean she's she's the power behind the throne. Uh, so that's going to be really exciting. Uh, I find we'll get. I guess we're going to see a reboot again of the Fantastic Four series, but I think I think they'll get it right this time. <laughs> I hope they do anyway. I don't know. And then there's a couple of them I've never heard. You know, like Moon Knight, Secret mm-hmm. Invasion. Uh, like Aaron, you said Ironheart. Ironheart seems like Armor Wars. Uh, well, that's its own thing. That that's just that's its own creation. Still, I mean, even even if it doesn't play part in, I mean, just all these shows and movies that are coming out. Uh, you've got a good Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a group series. Give me all of it. Yeah, that's right. what I was like. Just give, give it, give me all that. I will consume every bit of it. Uh, all the movies, TV shows, we'll watch it all. Uh, I don't have. I'm not concerned about anything just because of the direction that the Marvel Universe went with all of its uh, directors and casts and every storyline. I mean, it was just uh, almost played out to perfection. So, and I, I have no doubts about the future when it comes to the rest of it. So. All right, guys. Um, so, if this is for y'all, anybody listen, if you haven't seen the trailers for Loki, WandaVision, um, go see them. I really like it, especially the Loki one. Um, I think it's going to be good. Um, guys, that's going to be it for tonight. We've run out of time. Anybody have any closing things they want to say? 
Ryan, do you have anything? I hope I get a PS5 one day and I get to play uh, Cyberpunk 2077 when it comes back out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, they, apparently they make some changes to that game. <laughs> I need it to come back out. I need to get the PS5 and I need that game to come back out. So I want to play it. Hey, don't do it. Let me tell you, if you wanna if you wanna stink a hard game to play, play Demon Souls. No, I don't want to play Demon Souls. I want to play Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Just saying, dude. That game. I think all the people who bought that game also want to play it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So I need, I need to I need to come back out. <laughs> <laughs> David, you got anything you want to say? Um, no, not really. Way to go, David. Way to be all out there. <laughs> Luke, you got anything? Uh, no, I'm good. Well, thank you for joining tonight, Luke. Hope you can You're do welcome. more. Looking I like hearing this is our way to be able to chit-chat since we're all spread out across the, the state. Ross, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, not, well, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody who's listening. Um, yes, I will be. I'm going to be off the whole last week of December, and I plan on getting a lot of gaming in. Uh, I got the battle pass for the for Call of Duty, so I'm planning. On, I'm I feel barely planning on having that because I, I got it last. I got it. I got the season six and didn't complete it. Uh, so I, I plan on completing this one. So and then just uh, I'm finishing up. God of War 3 I'm just kind of working my way back through that that series on um, uh, PlayStation Now uh, but then after that I'm gonna I'm gonna dive right into going uh, to some other games uh, like The Last of Us I'm gonna replay that one uh, The Last of Us 2 I'm gonna live stream that one uh, for training I know you already did but uh, and then just uh, some other games that I you know I'm, I'm gonna be trying to tackle over my break so sounds good uh, also, if we can, um, like I mentioned earlier, this will post either tomorrow or the next day, hopefully tomorrow. And maybe at the end of the week, we can do, if you don't have to do it as long, maybe like a little 30 minute um, podcast for Christmas, maybe either on Christmas Day or the day after or something, just to check in and just talk about our Christmas and any sports or any news that we've seen over the last couple of days. But anyways, um, everybody that's listening, appreciate y'all. Um, keep listening. Give us feedback. If you have any topics that you want us to talk about, please comment. Uh, email us if you know our email. Uh, my email is titanavengergaming at gmail.com. So send us those topics. Comment on our Facebook when we share. Just and we will try to tackle it in the best way we can. The only thing that we want to stay away from is politics and religion, just because that can be pretty personal. And this is about making people laugh and just talking about a lot of interesting things and not making anybody fight with what's going on in the world right now. I just don't want to deal with it. Um, so anyways, uh, again, like Ross said, and everybody, Appreciate y'all. Have a Merry Christmas, and we will talk to y'all later.